Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Everyone, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I would like to welcome you tonight to Small Biz Chat. Our mission on Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. Now, I created Small Biz Chat to give our loyal small business audience an opportunity to see the guests, not just read all the great information that our guests have to offer. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, I have an amazing show for you tonight. And my guest tonight is John Jantz, and he is a marketing consultant, speaker, best-selling author of the book, Duct Tape Marketing. He's also written Duct Tape Selling, The Commitment Engine, and The Referral Engine. He's the founder of the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network, and his latest book is SEO for Growth, The Ultimate Guide for Marketers, Web Designers, and Entrepreneurs, and it's changing the way the world thinks about SEO. So I am so excited to have the opportunity to help you pick John's brain tonight. So John, welcome to Small Biz Chat. Hey, I am so thrilled to be here. I, I just, I can't believe it took nine years for you to ask me. <laughs> now, John, don't make me start telling tales about you. You know, we invited you years ago, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> time for us to get together tonight. So I am so happy to welcome you. So with that, you know, you have built such an incredible brand from duct tape marketing and you have just expanded your brand over the years. But you know, sometimes you got to go back to the basics with marketing. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Can you tell me what is the best way to attract clients? Well, you know, the funny thing about that is it hasn't changed. The same way really to attract clients hasn't changed at all. It is you have to have a product or service that somebody needs or wants and that solves a major problem in their life. Now, I know that sounds simple, but a lot of times we think it's all about telling the world that we do this and we're great at that and our product has all these great features. But what we have to do is figure out how to promise to solve a problem that's going on in our ideal client's life. And if we can do that, if we can connect our products and services to solving that problem, because I hate to say it, they don't want what we sell. They want their problems solved, no matter what it is that you sell. So you've got to connect your message of promising to solve their problem to what it is that you do, and then they'll start listening. But obviously, you've got to know who those people are, and you've got to hang out where they hang out so that they can hear that message. It's really not much more complicated than that. Well, how do you determine what those problems are, right? Because I built this thing, and I want to sell this thing, but how do I figure out whether people need it or not? Yeah. And that's a tough thing because we want to sell our thing. <laughs> and and so the way that I tell people all the time is ask them. I mean, if you have existing clients today, you should be interviewing them about once a quarter, a couple of them, and, and just ask them, you know, why do you buy from us? How'd you find us? What do we do that other people don't do? And listen intently to their answers. Now, don't let them say, well, you provide good service, you know, because everybody provides good service, right? So you need to get them to tell you a story about a time you provided good service. And I can almost guarantee you're going to start hearing themes that address the actual problem that you solve for them. Now, another great place, if you get reviews, 
uh, Google reviews, which are really important today, or if your competitors get Google reviews, check those out too, because people are saying the things that you need to know, the things that you that they really love about you, about your competitors, or the things that they don't like about what you do or your competitors do. So that's some great data points. Great, obviously, for social proof out there in the world, but you need that data and you need to start thinking about how to use it. I'll give you a quick example. We had a tree service that talks all about, you know, we've been in business for X amount of years. That's their messaging. We look on their, their reviews and they all say they showed up when they said they were going to and they clean up the job site, you know, every time. I mean, that's the problem that they're solving. That's what you've got to look for. Now, you mentioned social. Let's get into what role does social media now play in attracting customers online? Well, it, it certainly depends. I mean, a lot of times if you're just getting started and you're just trying to find clients, I mean, that might not be an important place for you because, frankly, there's not a lot of selling, selling, selling that goes on there. It's what we like to refer to as top of the funnel. You create awareness there. People learn about you. They learn to like you. They learn to trust you. They learn to start checking out what you do. So that's a great place to build audience, to build brand, to build awareness, and to start gaining the trust that allows you to have a sales conversation. So it's an important place, but you have to understand where it fits in the customer journey and use it appropriately. Now, there's so many things now going on with all these different marketing channels, and a lot of stuff is changing, right? You know, when I first started doing Small Biz Chat, we were on Twitter. Now I'm on Facebook, streaming live on YouTube, and back on Twitter. So how can a business owner keep up with all the changing marketing channels and networks? Well, I'll, I'll one-up you. When, when I started marketing, we didn't have the internet. Uh, so a lot has certainly changed. But I, I tell you, that causes a lot of stress and you don't need to let it. You probably don't need to keep up on every little thing that's coming. I mean, you know, we're, we're streaming to eight different places today and that may be great for your business. In fact, it is great for your business, but that doesn't mean it's great for everybody's business. Where are your customers? Where do they find companies like yours? Where do they go to get their problems solved? Stay as close to the customer as possible and they'll tell you where you need to be spending your time and energy. Well, I, I think that that's very fair. You need to figure out who your niche target customers are and where those guys spend time online. And that's where you need to be. People out here doing four and five social media platforms, unless you sell social media services, that is probably not converting for you very well. well you, can't, um, you can't go deep enough in any of them. Then. Exactly. Exactly. And I tell people that all the time. Now, let's talk about your website, because in my world, and I bet I know that this is true for you too, your website is your number one sales tool. So what are the three things that you have to have in order to have a great website? Yeah, there's no question it's become the hub of a business. Even that business that does, you know, ends up taking the order across the desk, the website is still the hub of their marketing. So a, a couple things have to be there. It has to work. And, and by that, I mean, it has to load fast. It has to look good on a mobile device. 60, 70% of the people are using that to look at your website now. So it has to work in that regard. But then it also has to, you have to think about it kind of like a journey. People need to come there and they need to see that bold promise. That needs to be there. What problem do you solve? I want to see that front and center. But then they need to see trust out. Who else buys from you? Who else likes you? What associations do you belong to? What you know badges of honor have you have you gained? I mean, we need to see those kind of trust elements. And then the one that people miss all the time, 
lots of calls to action. Contact us for a free evaluation. Get this free report. You know, it's okay to have four or five of those on your homepage because people are going to take the journey down your homepage. You want to make sure that you are asking them to connect or asking them or giving them a reason to go deeper. All right. Now I'm going to follow up with you on that one. What about pop-up windows? One of the things that is a little bugaboo for me is I go to your website and before I get a chance to read the thing that made me click on your website, here's this pop-up window asking me for my contact information. Yeah. Is this the right way to go or what's going on with all these pop-up you know, here, Here's one of the challenges is you ask 10 people and, they, and nine and a half of them will tell you, I hate pop-ups. But unfortunately, about eight of those 10 will also say, but they work. You know, I filled it out. You know, if I was on the site and, and they had something that was really compelling, eh, okay, I'll take it. I'll do it. So I think you have to be very judicious about how you use them, control them. I mean, make, you know, there's nothing worse than going back to a page and it pops up five times. You know, make sure you're getting that done. Make sure that if I've been to your website three or four times in the last two weeks, I probably don't need to see that pop up. And, and the technology is there. You know, don't be lazy with these things. Customer experience, the experience they have on your website is actually a ranking factor for Google today. They want to deliver a great experience and, and how your site loads, what it does when it loads is actually part of the, the ranking factors that they consider. I completely agree with you. And one last question before we go to break. How can you really diversify the content on your website? There's a lot of people like you and I, we've been blogging for years and years and years. But if you want to switch it up, what's the best way to do that? Well, the good news is of the last couple of years, I've been telling people you need less content, but you need better content. And you need to think about how you're going to use that content. And by that, I mean, People need different content at different points in the journey. If they if they're just trying to solve what figure out what their problem is, you know, they need content that really addresses them and their their world. But as they start moving along and think, okay, how would this solution work for me? What's it like to work with you? And those are different forms of content, and you need to think about all all those content, all that content for every stage of the customer journey. That's great. That's great. Well, John, that was truly helpful. And you know, here on Small Biz Chat, our mission is to end small business failure. And knowing how to attract customers is really, really important to business success. But when we come back, we're going to talk more with John Jans about building your SEO roadmap and his new book, SEO for Growth. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Small Biz Chat Live. Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chef Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world. And I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I am giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to you know sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. All right. So welcome back to Small Biz Chat Live. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I'm here with John Jantz, Mr. Duct Tape Marketing himself. And it's time to talk about SEO. All right, John. Now, listen, when it comes 
to turning your website into a cash machine, you really do have to understand SEO. But it's such a black hole for people. And so many people have been swindled by all kinds of so-called SEO purveyors. Can you just explain to us SEO and then just talk to us about how to build that SEO roadmap? And I, well, I've got like two minutes, right, for that? <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people, and maybe it is SEO people, have actually maybe made it seem a lot more complicated than it is. I mean, the thing is, you have to remember, Google's never changed what their objective is. Their objective is if you turn to a search engine, type in a search term, they're going to return the results that they think are going to be the most useful, most accurate to you. That's never changed. Now, how they get to that is the only thing that's changed. And that's the part that a lot of SEO folks have kind of gained. So what you have to understand is that search engine optimization is such a crucial strategic part of marketing today that you have to think about it when you develop your marketing strategy. As you design your website, as you think about your content, you have to have an SEO strategy in mind. And all that suggests is that you have to be producing content and displaying and amplifying content that solves the problem <laughs> that your ideal client is looking to get solved. It's not really much more complicated than that. I mean, we can get into some technical things, but that's where you have to start. It's all about content and website design that goes into an SEO strategy. All right. So let's say I understand that. How do I build my SEO roadmap? Well, it really starts with content today because again, that is it. And so if you are, let's say you are an accounting service, then you know, people aren't necessarily, there certainly are people that are out there saying, I need an accounting service. I need my taxes done. But there's also a lot of business owners that are out there saying, how do I manage my books? How do I get, you know, myself to make more profit? I mean, they're asking questions to do with finance. So if you're in that accounting service, you should be designing your content around creating something like the ultimate guide to outsourced accounting. <laughs> and that, you know, that would contain eight or 10 blog posts, maybe, that would actually give somebody a real roadmap about their world when it came to accounting. And that's going to lead them. Well, first off, that's going to be useful. They're going to share that. <laughs> they're you know, Google's going to reward you for that. And that's how you generate traffic with search engine optimization. It all starts with content. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So now I know this. I had someone tell me that blog posts are nothing more than addressed for your keywords. So tell me if, if keywords are essential for SEO work, how often should small business owners change and update their keywords? Well, uh, that's one of the challenges. That's one of those things that was kind of old school SEO. Now, when I talk about keywords and keyword research, all I want to know is what are the terms people are searching? You know, in what volume, in what ways are they saying them, in what related ways are they saying them? And I want to make sure that I'm at least addressing the intent they have with those searches in my content. It's not so much about keywords. The search engines have changed now to be much more about behavior and intent. And so the rewarding companies for shoving keywords in their blog posts, but, but for producing this kind of useful, you know, guide type of material that does happen to have, you know, the window dressing of some of the keywords. But it's not about changing, updating, and scamming the system. It's all about producing useful content that does address what they're searching for. Okay. Okay. Well, if somebody is, is getting started with investing in SEO, how much should they really plan from a budget standpoint to invest in SEO like per month? Yeah, well, it's tough because you should never, in my opinion, you should rarely buy SEO services 
as a separate service. You should really be working with somebody that is building it into your marketing strategy. And that doesn't mean that they can't have an expertise in that. But SEO, you, you can't build a website, do some content, and then SEO it. It doesn't work that way. It all has to really be done as an overarching marketing strategy. And so there's no way to really give a cost to that. But you know, certainly, if you're producing content and you need to then optimize that content, you know, that should be part of the process. I, you know, there are people that pay you know five hundred dollars to five thousand dollars, you know, just for that. But it includes creating content, getting backlinks, you know, networking, working on the structure of the website. So it's it's tough to put a figure on. So you're saying that whoever's building your website should have that SEO capability? Either that or they you should be working with a consultant who is orchestrating, you know, all of those components. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? That is excellent advice. That's actually educating me about something I didn't even know. Well, you listen. Call, you call God, me. We'll work it out for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And you've written this great book called SEO for Growth. So we want everyone to go out and grab a copy of his latest book because it's going to give you even more in-depth advice on building a website that you can turn into a cha-ching cash register. So that's really what we want to do. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.